Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, I can't feel you. I can't feel you. Hallelujah. Hey. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody put your hands together. Put your hands together. And lift your voice and begin to thank God. Thank him. Thank him. Tell him, Lord, I thank you. I bless your holy name. You are a good God. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love, Lord. Oh, yes, we worship you. We adore you. Somebody lift your, lift your voice and begin to declare his glory. Begin, begin, go ahead. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Oh, yes, Lord. Somebody lift your voice. Declare his glory. Thank him. Thank him this morning. Oh, yes, he's a good God. Oh, we bless your name. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. Oh, we worship your majesty. We worship you, Lord. We adore you. We lift your name on high. I am my son, Telibaya. Hey, there's no one like you, Lord. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all the honor. You deserve all the praise for bringing us together one more time. Lord, we say to you be the glory. To you be the honor. To you be the praise, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, somebody express your thanksgiving to him. Express your worship to him. Express your praise to him. Go ahead and lift your head and say, Lord, oh, we worship you. We adore you. We lift your name on high. Oh, thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord. Thank you for your mercies. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your loving kindness. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yes, Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory. Moshanto Liandeka Buta Riando Rimo Suta Bando Rinde Limo Adema Suntalaba. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory, Lord. We worship your majesty. We say, have your way. And let your will be done this morning. This morning, as we come, oh God, are even to worship, to give, and to adore your holy name. Let it be pleasing to you, Lord. Uh, may all uh, our prayers, our worship, our giving, may it be pleasing to you. Lord, we don't want to worship from afar. We want to be where you are. We want to feast at your table, Lord. We want to feel the, oh yes, the embrace of your hands. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We worship your majesty. 
Father, we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We love you, Lord. Somebody just say to him, Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you for who you are. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for your love and kindness. Oh, yes, Lord. Moka Masante. Oh, yes, Lord. Moka Lebo. Liando Suta. Liando Suta. We give you all the worship and adoration. Be exalted. Be lifted. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. And Amen. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Please be seated in heavenly places. Well, it's a privilege and honor to be alive and to be part of the living. Amen. It's something we don't need to take for granted. Hallelujah. We want to say, Lord, we thank you for the gift of life and we thank you for who you are, what you do and what you have done in our lives. Amen. I will bring you greetings. I don't know whether I should bring you the greetings now or when I'm preaching. But it's good to be back home. Amen. Yeah, it's good to be back home. Hallelujah. Wow. It's a blessing. I've been away for some days and it's very, very nice to be back home and to see all of us. Hallelujah. Wow. I was in Ghana for a meeting for about two or so weeks and after that, I had to continue to be there also. And from there, I came to be in Eastern Cape, visiting our churches and our brothers in Eastern Cape. So from last week, I've been in um, Tata. The first place I was was in Montfrey. I was in Montfrey. How many are from Montfrey? Are you from Montfrey? Give me a wave. Hey, yeah, good. So what you don't know, we are building a church in Montfrey. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I told you some time ago that we are going to have permanent structures in the Eastern Cape. Yeah, so let me know where you are in Eastern Cape. Tell me the name of your village and we will plant a church there. What do you think? Yeah. The church of God needs burden like this. Hallelujah. So I went to the site. I had to go do the measurement and we have commissioned it. We are doing, we want to have a burden. Hallelujah. What do you think? Okay. So I met with them on the holiday Monday, the whole day where I was with them. Then from there, we went to the land and all that. It was beautiful. Amen. Okay. So that was the Monday. And on the Tuesday, I was in uh, Mutata. Tuesday was for Mutata people. So I was also there in Mutata till late night. Then Wednesday. Where was I on Wednesday? I think Queenstown. Wednesday, I was in Queenstown. Mutata, also, we have our plot. We have our church building already. 
but I'm sure a bigger one will come up also in Tata. How many of us are from Tata? Yeah. Oh, keep waving. Keep waving. Wow. Very good. Very good. Fantastic. And from Tata, uh, Queenstown, then from Queenstown, we're in King Williamstown. Yeah, we're in King Williamstown, and from King Williamstown, we have to come to East London. Hallelujah. Yeah. PE is still, PE people were with us, but they are going to have a special camp because there are things we also need to do in PE. What do you think? So put your hands together. Um, we thank God for all he has done. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Genesis chapter 28. You know, when you go and you come back, you understand this scripture better. Because there are so many reasons why you should not be back. There's a lot of dangers. Sitting in planes, sitting in cars, crossing rivers and different things. So when you go and come, you begin to understand what Jacob said. Genesis chapter 28. I'm reading from verse number 10. Bible says, And Jacob went out from Beersheba and went towards Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it raised to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east, and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And behold, I am with thee. And will keep thee in all places whither thou goest, and bring thee again into this land. And I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. And Jacob awaked out of his sleep, and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I knew it not. And he was afraid. And said, how dreadful is this place. This is none other but the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. The house of God is the gate of heaven. Amen. 18. And Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone of that, the stone that he had put for his pillows. And set it up for a pillar and poured oil upon the top of it. And he called the name of that place Bethel. That means the house of God. But the name of that city was called Luz at first. 
And Jacob vowed a vow, saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, which I have said for a pillar, shall be God's house. And of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the thanks unto thee. Amen. Hallelujah. So, it's a blessing. When you go and you come, you notice that the Lord has kept you. And this is what Jacob was saying. He said, if you keep me in this way that I go, and you bring me back in peace, and you give me bread to eat and raiment to put on, and peace of mind, then the Lord will be my God. And of all that you will give me, I'm going to give the thanks unto you. And also the stone that I have set, I am going to make sure that I build you a house. Hallelujah. It's not easy to go and come. Hallelujah. Yeah, it's not easy to go and come. I mean, these days I've been in flight, different things. You, you, you begin to think. You can easily be thinking, that is this the one? <laughs> Especially when, I mean, when you are doing uh, the intercities and the domestic, there are places that the flights are not so big. Yeah, you understand. So even the wind outside, you, you can feel it. And you are thinking that, why am I here? What, what am I doing in this? Sometimes you are in the air and you wish that you are on the ground. Are you getting it? And when they are waiting for you also at the other side and you are on the ground, you wish that you are in the air. But I think that it's always better to be on the ground yeah, wishing that you are in the air than to be in the air wishing that you were on the ground. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, that is when you begin to be a proper Christian. <laughs> Always you are praying and you know that this is not the day, but even if it is the day, it must be heaven. Hallelujah. And when you look around and all that is happening, my simple suggestion and advice to everyone is that be ready anytime. Because we are in the days that anything can happen. So it is not time for you to try to be a Christian. Be a Christian. Amen? It is not time for you to try and be sinful. And no, try and do what God will have you to do. Amen. So this morning, I'm encouraging you. I'm encouraging you that as God has brought you to another day, as he's brought you to another month, as he's taking us to see the end of another year, hallelujah, this is his promise. He has not found any reason to extract us. He has not found any reason to take us home. He has, you need to think about it. Why are people dying and you don't die? God has not found any reason. It means you have not finished your work. Anytime you see yourself around, it means there is more reason for God to keep you here. 
Because when you finish what you need to do, he will take you home. Or when you refuse to do what he's asked you to do. Yeah. When you look at the story, the unprofitable servant, he took the talent, gave it to the one who was profitable, and he said, go home. There will be uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth. So let's use our talent, let's use our gift, let's be Christians, let's do what God will have us to do. Hallelujah. Yeah, so this morning we want to say with Jacob, that Lord, thank you for being with us. Sometimes you don't even know that it is the grace of God, the mercies of God, the presence of God, the angels of God that have accompanied you. Amen. I have never doubted the presence of God with me. But in these days, wherever I go, I see angels. Sometimes I walk into the stage before I will go to the pulpit. Then I will see big angels, one, two, three. I say, wow, they are here with me. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And as I see, I, I, it tells me that, it tells me that the, the protection is being increased. And God will not increase your protection if there's nothing I, I, I sick. Yeah, those days I did not see them. But I knew his presence was there. But this is sometimes I can see big angels on the stage. I say, it means that things are sick. Hallelujah. Yeah, nobody uh, pay for ADT when there's total safety. So when you see that God is protecting you, God is keeping you, it means you are, um, I mean, doing something that needs to be protected. Hallelujah. Yeah. Crisscrossing on the mountains, the valleys, on the hills. If the devil is giving free range and access to you, he, he can hurt you. But the reason why we are in touch, we have peace, and God has kept us. Is God has some things for you to finish. Hallelujah. God has not finished with you. Amen. Lives depend on you. People must come into the kingdom because of you. Hallelujah. So I like the vow that Jacob vowed. He said, and he vowed a vow. And he said, if the Lord will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will bring me back. Can you see? And Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me, may the Lord be with you. I said, may the Lord be with you. You know, God being with you is different from what you know. I'm sure that if some people you are prayed for, oil is poured on you and all that, you feel good. But from my experience, the greatest prayer I can now pray for somebody is to pray that God will be with the person. Because it is not. Look, angels can be sent to be with you. And God is not with you. You can be given an authority note in the name of somebody and the person is not with you. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Angels can be, can be dispatched. Ten thousands of them. It's not the same as the Lord being with you. That is why when you look into the Bible, from the beginning we have had prophets, we have had priests, we have had a man of God and people who have served God and they were even ready to die for God. But it was not the same as God being with us, Emmanuel. Hallelujah. 
So from Genesis up to Revelation, we have the major prophets. We have the minor prophets. We have different people who were ready. They were priests and prophets of God. They were ready to do everything that God would have them to do. But all those people can, could not be compared. If all those prophets could do for us what Emmanuel did for us, then there wouldn't have been the need for Emmanuel to come. Hallelujah. Jesus, Emmanuel means God with us. May the Lord be with you. I say, may the Lord be with you. We thank God for the angels. We thank God for the people he sends. But what we are asking is that, Lord, may your presence, like Moses said, he said, if your presence will not go with me, don't carry me any further. I pray that the presence of God will always be with you. May you not lack his presence. May the presence of God be with you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. How many remember in the, in, when you were younger, when they draw Mary and Jesus, there's always a yellow or amber uh, color that they use around the head and at the edges. The halo. You see there's a halo. That is the presence of God. It does not allow evil to penetrate. The presence of God causes you to be secured. The presence of God does not allow anything that is not of God to be where you are. Hallelujah. And that is what we are asking for. That is if the Lord will, uh, will be with me, not that he will send somebody, if the Lord will be with me. Hallelujah. May the Lord be with you. I say may the Lord be with you. Father, I pray that you will be with us. I pray that we will not be alone in the mighty name of Jesus. Cause your presence, cause your power, cause your glory, oh, the Shekinah glory to be manifested. Lord, when we stand, may your presence be there. May your presence be there. May your power keep us in the name of Jesus. I pray for the little ones. And I pray for the fathers. I pray for the mothers. I pray for the single ladies and the men I like, Lord. Your presence, your presence is all we need when we have your presence. There's nothing, oh yes, that would be impossible for us to achieve. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If the Lord will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. So you notice that you, you notice that this one thing, if the Lord will be with me, if the Lord will be with me, then the list begins. So the Lord being with you, it, I mean, brings all the... If the Lord is not with you, to be kept will be difficult. To, to, to go and come back will be difficult. To have enough bread to eat will be difficult. Do you understand? So the Lord being with you is like the main thing that will bring all the other things. Hallelujah. So my prayer this morning is that, yes, you have bread enough to eat and to spare. You will go and come back. You will not be involved in an accident. It will be well with you. Look, you will be kept. I'm telling you, when all is done and, and, and dusted, 
you will say that I saw the COVID season. You, you will not be part of those who died of COVID. You watch and see. Write it somewhere. God will keep you. But the way he is going to do it is when he is with you. Hallelujah. May the Lord be with you. May his presence be with you in the name of Jesus. Every time when you are moving out, make sure, make sure that you are with the, the, the presence of God. Know it. Be aware of it. That Lord, thank you for being with me. I love your presence. I like your presence. I am not alone. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You have raiment to put on. I say you have clothes to wear. I say you will have clothes to wear. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All those who are using jeans as pajamas, you are going to change it in the name of Jesus. Jeans is not a pajamas. I say jeans is not a pajamas. And I prophesy over your life that you will have pajamas for summer and pajamas for winter in the name of Jesus. The one you had was uh, summer pajamas. It doesn't work this season. This one, you need something heavy and something that is thick. Amen. Yeah, you need a morning coat this season. Receive a morning coat. All the guy, receive it now in the name of Jesus. You will be surprised. You will see yourself in the morning coat. So, wow, is it me? It has happened in the name of Jesus. That is what they say. To, if you give me raiment to put on. Raiment to put on. Raiment to put on. Hallelujah. Yeah, you will not be misfit. You see, sometimes you are beautiful, but because of what you are wearing, you are not yourself. From today, may God give you raiment to put on. You will dress appropriately in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you are with your friends, but you are not yourself. Because you are not confident of what you are, you are wearing. Your mind, I mean, as we are talking, your mind is still, you are thinking a lot. All those thinking is over. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Sometimes your mind is even not where they are going. You are just thinking about, oh, this I'm where is it okay? You are thinking too much. You are thinking too much. The days of thinking about what to wear is over in the name of Jesus. Father, bless your children, bless your sons, your daughters. Let every one of us have enough to eat and to spare. May raiment not lack in our homes. Lord, be with us. Bread enough to eat. Keep us. Keeper of Israel. Keep your own. Keep us, Lord. Keep us, Lord. Keep us, Lord. Keep us, Lord. On the road, Lord, keep us. In the train, Lord, keep us. Keep us when we are in flight. Keep us when we are awake. Keep us when we are asleep. Let your presence be with us. Let your presence be with us. Let your power keep your people. Keep your own. Keep your own. Keeper of Israel. Keep your sons. Keep your daughters. Keep their children. Keep their parents. Keep them, Lord. In the name of Jesus. At the workplace, Lord, keep them. When they drive, Lord, keep them. On the freeway, Lord, keep us. On the highways, Lord, keep us. Keep us, Lord. 
keep us Lord Mama tole mama tose mama tole mama tose mama tole mama tose hey ama sote kabaka ah like a mother ah will cover a son ah like a mother will take care of a little child the lord will keep you will take care of you he will cover you he will protect you he will preserve you he will defend you he will cover you no one can take from his hands no one can no one can take and can plug you he will keep you he will keep you keep off Israel we thank you we bless you in Jesus mighty name please take your tithe take your offering let me pray over it That is what Jacob said. He said that of all that you will give me, I will give you the tent. And I will give you the tent of all you will give me. That is the tithe. And I will, I, will, I will build you a house. And I will give and give and I will build. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Please, the presence of God is right here. Take your offering. Take your tithe. If you are sowing seeds, Special seat, put it in the envelope, lift it, lift it high, lift it, lift it. If you are doing uh, e wallet, go ahead, you are transferring. Take your phone and praying over it. I'm praying over it. Oh, that way, Jacob said, will be our portion. The keeper of Israel will keep you in the mighty name of Jesus. Your tithe, your tithe, your offering. Somebody lift it high. Lift it, lift it, and praying. If you are paying your tithe or you've already paid, stand to your feet, let's pray together. Stand, you are paying or you've already paid. Stand, stand, all the tightest, tightest, I'm praying with you. Oh, Jacob said, and Lord, I will give you the tent of all you give me. If you will be with me, if you will be with me, it's a vow. The tithe is a covenant. The tithe is an agreement between you and God. The tithe is a contract. It's a vow. It's not something you just do it. When you get Bible says, Jacob vowed a vow. This is your contract. This is your, 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 your agreement. This is the agreement, your covenant between you and God. That the Lord will keep you. That the Lord will be with you. That the Lord will give you bread enough to eat. Hey, raiment to put on. That you will come back. When you go out, you will be brought back in safely. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone who oh, has paid the tithe. I pray for everyone who is paying, Lord. Lord, remember your word. Remember the covenant. Remember, oh God, that which you have said. Oh my God, my Shanti, this is our weight and this is our vow. That if you will be with us, if you will not leave us alone, if you will be with us in everywhere, uh, we will be and wherever we go, that your presence will be with us and keep us. Oh yes, Lord. Uh, 
and give us bread enough to eat. Oh yes, and raiment to put on and always return safely into your house. Then Lord, you shall be our God even forever. Hey, and Lord, we will build your house also. Not only the tithe, but we will give offerings. We will give seats. We will support your work. And Lord, your name will be honored in our homes, in our lives, in all we do. Now, your tithes, your offering, lift it as we pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, remember your own Lord. You are not a man to lie, neither a son of man to repent. Lord of oh God, you said what you say will come to pass and what you have spoken, Lord, you will fulfill it. Oh, yes, Lord, you said. Oh, test me with this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and bless you that there shall not be room enough to contain it. Lord, let your blessings come over your people. Let your blessings come over your people. You said when we give, you cause men to give unto us. Press down, shaking together and running over. Lord, I pray for it. I speak it into being. Lord, I pray for the fulfillment of your promise and the scriptures. In the name of Jesus, Lord, oh God, I lift your countenance upon your people that it will be well with them. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise, Lord. And Lord, I pray for even those who don't have to give. Let every empty pocket, empty wallet, empty hands be filled with your blessings. Open doors, Lord. Doors of opportunity. Doors of employment. Doors of God for your people to have that they can honor you. Not only with word, but also with substance. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. And Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Give your tithe. Give your offering. Uh, ashes. You can go around those who have physical cash. You can also give it to the ashes. But please uh, go ahead as we welcome the dancing. The dancing stars. What a church. (laughs) What a church. Somebody clap for Jesus. I said, what a church clap for Jesus. We thank God for our founding bishop. We thank God for our father for sending us one who is a shepherd and one who is a pastor. And because our shepherd is back, I said, because our shepherd is back, All the spiritual ringworms are coming out. All the spiritual ticks, all the things that have attached themselves to us are coming off today in the name of Jesus. If you believe it, if you are excited to have our pastor stand to your feet with Jesus' joy, help me to welcome back our very pastor, my pastor, your pastor, Bishop Napoleon Essien! Hallelujah. Hey! Hallelujah. Amen the men and amen the ladies. Wow. 
our powerful let bow our head for prayer father in the name of jesus we thank you we bless you you are a good god thank you for all you do thank you for your grace thank you for your mercies thank you for your love and kindness thank you for how you have loved us that even in our mistakes in our sins somehow you allow us to see day after day you have given us reason to continue you've said to us play on lord this morning we say we are grateful we are thankful lord we pray oh god that you will help us to love you the way you love us our prayer is that lord you will help us to know you how you know us lord our prayer is that your words will live in our hearts that we will be committed to you and to your words may we obey you may we serve you until the very end we thank you for your presence we thank you for your spirit let your will be done this morning and above all we ask for understanding hearts that your word will be sown into our hearts may we not be the same holy spirit of god have your way we pray for your touch and we pray for your healing let people who are confused be free let people who are sick receive their healing touch now let that which is not of you be rebuked now in the name of jesus we declare the liberty and freedom to everyone here under the sound of my voice lord let your power and let your glory and let the light that comes through your word shine so bright that our life will be changed by the reason of your word we thank you and we bless you we bind the powers of darkness we expel spirits and spiritual beds that are about to take the seeds that are about to be sown into our lives we say have your way and let your will be done in jesus mighty name and all the saints shall shout and say amen amen hallelujah somebody put your hands together and please be seated in heavenly places hallelujah well i want to share something very important to you yeah we um i want to share a very important subject with you because in the days that we are in it's very important as a pastor I don't want any member to curse me one day. Uh, yeah. One of the prayers I prayed when I became a pastor or a missionary is that, Lord, help me that anybody I see or I meet or I come into contact with, I will not regret to see the person in eternity. My prayer, Aluvo, it's good to see you. <laughs> My prayer is that everyone that God will bring into my life or we will meet or I will encounter, when all is said and done, we should all see ourselves in heaven. Hallelujah. How many think that it's a good prayer? And let that prayer be your prayer too. That you will do for all you meet and all God bring into your way. Sometimes you may not be the one to lead them to receive Christ. Sometimes they are already born again, 
but you need to perfect their knowledge in what they are doing. Hallelujah. Yeah, because the Bible talks about a father, he will wipe our tears. Even in heaven, some people will be crying. That he will wipe our tears. And when you think about it, why will people be crying in heaven? I'm sure that some will see your grandmother there, you will see your friends that you did never spoke to them, that you are born again and they can also be saved. I'm sure that you are going to see uh, uh, your loved ones, people who meant so well to you, loved you, cared for you, helped you in so many ways. You never had the opportunity to speak to them about the precious souls of this. And I'm sure that somehow in heaven, when you see people that you love and you know in torment, you know, when we think about the story of the rich man and Lazarus, the reason why perhaps Lazarus was not bothered and was not crying was that, well, you were feeding sumptuously and you never even bothered about me. So if you are also in a tight place, I mean, I wish I can help, but if I can help. But if this rich man who was in torment in hell was the father or the brother or somebody who really loved Lazarus, I am sure that his joy in the Abraham's bosom will be reduced. No matter how happy you are, I'm sure when you see your mother, it's, there are things that you can't think of. Do you understand? If you see you are in heaven and you see your mother tormented in pain, anguish, screaming, and calling your name in hell, I don't know how you will be able to continue rejoicing. I'm sure these are some of the reasons why the Bible says that and God himself will wipe our tears. Hallelujah. Amen. But in order not for us to go to heaven and have our tears wiped because our loved ones are there, I think there's something we can do here. Hallelujah. And all of us must join to depopulate hell, to bring people into God, into salvation, and make it right with God. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Amen. So for a short time, very short time, I want to show share with you why you should not perish in the lake of fire. Tell somebody why you, you, you in particular should not perish. Tell somebody, I know why you should not perish in the lake of fire. Tell another person, I don't intend to perish in the lake of fire. Tell another person, you can do something about what pastor is saying. Hallelujah. So, turn your Bibles with me to Revelation chapter 20. Revelation chapter 20, I'm going to read from verse number 10. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 10 to 15. You know, in the church today, we preach about so many things, but hardly do we preach about hell. 
as though hell is not in the Bible, as though Jesus did not speak about it. We want to forget about. I mean, if you are a good student, one of the things you will never forget is exams. Hello? Am I talking to somebody? Am I calling your number? Every good student knows there is an exams. You may not like it, but when you like exams, you will do well. Hallelujah. Because it's something that is going to come. You cannot avoid it. So you better think about exams. You better think about a day of examination. Even though you don't like it, but when you think about it, hallelujah. Because whether you like it or yes, a time will come and you will have to sit behind a paper alone. And if you did not prepare for it, you notice that you are sweating. You notice that it is not so well with you. Hallelujah. In the same way, when you are a Christian, when you are alive, you need to think about a day of judgment. I'm not talking about even the day you will die. I'm talking about thinking about hell. Because, because look, you may die and go to hell. And you may die and go to heaven. So the dying is a must. But where you go is what is important. Hello? Yeah, so the thing to be afraid of is not death. The thing to be afraid of is not death. At a point in time, you yourself, you wish to go. Oh, I'm telling you. Because when I was growing up, I had grandmothers who were over 100 years. And they had to dry them like a towel. Sometimes they would bring them from the room into the sun to dry them up. They had become so soft. And it, it was something. That they, they did not have friends. Even my own father at the age of, uh, when he turned, I think, before even 80 years. When I speak to you, so all my friends are gone. All my, there's nobody on my phone that I can talk to. All his people. And I noticed that he did not used to talk like that. Say, I don't have any friend now. Um, he started having new friends. Children were becoming his friends. <laughs> Uh, at that point, you notice that, look, it is inevitable. But where do we go from here? Where are we going to go from here? That is the most important thing. It's either heaven or hell. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm saying to you this morning, why you should not perish in hellfire? Hallelujah. I see you going to heaven. Amen. I said, I see you being in heaven. And you shall not just be in heaven. No, you will be an important person in heaven. Can you believe that it looks like what you do on earth can affect, not that it looks like what you do on earth affects who you are in heaven. Because a place, okay, as we have roads on earth, some of the road you see is called, what are the names of the roads you know? Voltrecker. Yeah, something, Platterkloof, then we know it. Some roads are named after people. Nelson Mandela Boulevard. Yeah, then we have Governor Mbeki Road. 
Maybe very soon we will have Jacob Zuma streets. I mean, we, yeah. <laughs> Names are named after different people. But when I read my Bible, you know, these are important people on earth. Do you understand? But Abraham was so important that a place was named after him. Abraham's bosom. There's a place in heaven called Abraham's bosom. May your name be in a place in heaven. May they come say we are staying in Comforts Avenue. Amen. Yeah. There should be a, a place that they say this, this place is called Eugenius Lane. We should have a place like that. If there is Abraham's bosom, there must be Stevens Avenue. Do you understand? Napoleon Street. <laughs> hey! Hallelujah. So the most important thing is not to escape hell, but of even mean, do something to be prominent in heaven. And those who became prominent in heaven, at least we know one. We know Abraham. Abraham's bosom is a place that we know that uh, Lazarus was in Abraham's bosom. I don't know where you are going to stay, but at least we know. As for Lazarus, he's staying in Abraham's bosom. Hallelujah. Why you might? You know, I want to encourage you that you will not entertain hell. Hell should not be an option, but rather fight to be an important person in heaven. Amen. Yeah, fight to be, you know, I don't want it to be like you just miss hell. Hey. How many understand? Recently, I was talking to one of our brothers. Charlie, he's always on the borderline. He had 50. He passed 50 and 50. And said, Pastor, I, I almost. <laughs> yeah. Say, so I almost. I almost failed. Yeah. Because one was 50 and the other one was 51. He said, Pastor, yeah, I almost did not make it. I don't want that to be your situation. I don't want, I almost did not make heaven. You see, if you, you, you almost did not make heaven, it means you will not be an important person in heaven. Do, do you understand? Yeah, you need to. Yeah, you can't be in the top 10. <laughs> I don't see, but I'm saying that miss, miss hell in a big way. Do you understand? Yeah. And be something important in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. May eternity, may eternity be one of your agendas. That you are planning to be somebody important in eternity. In the name of Jesus. So my short message to you, I will mention the point we pray, we close and we are out of here. What do you think? Yeah, why you should not perish in the lake of fire. Amen. Revelation chapter 20, verse number 10 to 15. And the devil that deceived them. Hmm. Is it there in your Bible? And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. It's not just fire. The, the fuel for the fire was brimstone. 
Just as on earth, there, you see, you can have fire, but the fuel for the fire may be wood. The fuel for the fire may be sawdust. The fuel for the fire may be papers. Do you understand? The fuel for the fire may be charcoal, but the fuel for the hellfire or sort, brimstone. If you like, after here, search on the Google, on the net, what is brimstone? And they will tell you what it is. You notice that brimstone and sulfur, they burn, they, if they are burning, it's not something you would like to be closer. So, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beasts and the false prophets are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Mercy. Somebody say mercy. Said that not only would they be in hellfire, the lake of fire, but they are going to be tormented. And please take note of the three people who are mentioned here hmm? the devil, okay, the beast, that is the antichrist, and the false prophets. These three guys shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. 11. And I saw a crazy. When you mention the first three, you may think that, oh, I'm not there. It, it doesn't concern me. But let's continue. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great. That means poor and rich. Presidents and, and who? Workers, queens and subjects, kings and their people. Yeah, Constantia and mention the other one. I don't know the other one. <laughs> I saw the dead, small and great. That means that great people who are dead cannot uh, be exempted. They may be great in your eye, but before God, he is not a respecter of man. Are you there? Yeah, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Hallelujah. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. Amen. Amen. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Amen. Amen. So the Bible makes it very clear over here. Very clear that the books were opened and another book was opened. The books were opened and another book was opened. And whosoever was not found in the book of life, was cast into the lake of fire. 
may your name be found in the book of life. I say, may your name be found in the book of life. Because it is not nice if your name is not there. And the comforting thing is that it is not only one book that was there. There were books. There were books of those who prayed. Books of those who visited. Books of Titus. Books of those who won souls. The books. That's where the Bible says that. And their works. The books contain works. So whatever you are doing for it, there's a specific book for it. Yeah. Book of people who encourages others. Soul winners. Different books. There are different, different books. Are you getting it? But the most important book that determines what happened is the book of life. So I thank God that your name may be in the book of those who give offering. But ensure, hello, ensure that your name is first in the book of life. Amen. Because those whose name were not in the book of life, they were the ones who were cast into the lake of fire. And I'm telling you why you must not perish in the lake of fire. That means your name must be in the book of life. Every book contains something. Accounting book contains accounting. Chemistry book contains chemistry. Economics book contains economics. Is that not it? So the book of life contains the name of those who have life. That is why if your name is not in the book of life, it means you never lived. And the Bible tells us that those who are not born again, to be born again means to be recreated. If any man be in Christ, is a new creature, all the old things have passed away. The Bible tells us after the fall of man, God said to Adam and Eve, the day you shall eat of this tree or this fruit, you shall surely die. And the death that God spoke about was a spiritual death. Amen. Not a physical. The physical will die by all means, but a spiritual death. And death to God is not, I mean, that you are buried. No. Jesus said unto the people, he said, your father Abraham was I'm rejoiced to see my day. And the people took stones about to stone him. He said, you are not yet 50 years. How can you speak about Abraham? And he said, before Abraham, I am. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he spoke to them and said, that the God that you serve is not God of the dead. It's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, these guys are buried, but they are still alive. That is why I said, these guys are not dead. Because death is separation from God. You can die and still be with God. Hallelujah. But when you are separated from God, that is the actual death. That is why I said that the God is the God of uh, those who are alive. The God of the living is the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Hallelujah. And in other words, Jesus was confirming to the Jews and the people who were hearing him that Abraham is alive. Isaac is alive. He had salvation. Amen. Amen. So you can die and not live when you are separated from God. When your name is not in the book of life, it's a terrible thing. That will, you wouldn't wish that for even your enemies. 
Because when the rich man ended up in hell, he said, look, my brother shouldn't come here. He became an evangelist from there. Are you there? Yeah, so we need to understand this. So the first reason why you should not perish in the lake of fire is that hell is a place full of sorrows. Amen? Can I say that again? Hell is a place full of sorrows. That is why you should not go there. Why you must not perish in the lake of fire. Number one, because hell is a place full of sorrows. Second Samuel chapter 22, verse number six. Second Samuel chapter 22, verse number six. Can we read it together? One, go. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snails of death prevented me. Amen. So hell is a place of sorrows. You know, when you hear people saying that, oh, I don't mind going to hell because Bob Marley will be there. There will be a reggae star. Michael Jackson will be there. Then they will begin to talk about, oh, maybe Petosh will be there. Culture and his gang, they are coming. They are beginning to, it's a hallucination. You don't understand what you are talking about. There is no time for rigging. You, you, you don't need to, is it, I think that it's just like joke, but it's a foolish talk. You are not going to hear play I some music. <laughs> it's a reggae music. Roots rock reggae. No, there's nothing like that. <laughs> it's a place of what? Sorrows. They, are, they will forget even the reggae tune. Hmm. Babylon throw one stone. To bring about a feeling to all wicked, it will not happen there. It will not happen there. Forget about reggae. Forget about any good reggae. You know, sometimes I wish that Bob Marley was, was really a Christian. That guy, hey, God gave him gift, I tell you. So, Bible tells us that the place is full of what? Sorrows. We don't hear that there's dancing. Where are they going to get an amp? Where they are being tormented in hell. The sorrows of hell compass me about. Hallelujah. May we never find ourselves one day in hell. May we escape the sorrows that are in hell. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Some of us who know how to bribe. You see, you bribe and you turn the pork, and sometimes you chook, you chook the chicken thigh with the with the with the knife, yeah. And when you have a sausage, you chook it, then the water comes. If you are not born again, you are the one who will be brying on the hey. Sometimes when I see a full chicken on the, on the road being 
I, when I look, I say, hey, hey, hey. These people, they don't know what they are doing. I need to do everything by the grace of God, not to find myself being in a state where you feel like you are a chicken on bride. You will not be grilled in the name of Jesus. Number two, hell is a place where you never die. You know, sometimes when people are in pain, when people are struggling, they say, I want to kill myself so that it ends. (laughs) You are joking. I have heard stories of uh, people. One guy, the wife was in pain. I think the wife had cancer, was struggling and in pain. The, the pain, is so, it was horrible. They said, oh, no. He told the doctor that no, he will end it. The doctor said, no, it is not. He went to Ghana and came and said, I want, he wanted the wife to rest. The pain was too much. So he thought that if if he killed the wife, the, the pain is finished. No! That's a place where you never die. You know, spirit don't die. Spirit don't die. So the spirit continues either in heaven or in hell. Amen. Yeah, and the soul and the spirit are always together. So it helps you to feel. And you notice that you wouldn't want to be in such a place. Are you here? Hell is a place where you will never die. Turn your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse number 43. We are reading through to 48. Are you there? And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands go to hell. Go into hell, sorry. And into the fire that never shall quench. Can you see? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see it from another translation. If it will help you. Mark chapter 9. Verse number 43. Is it there in your Bible? Okay. The NLT says it this way. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better to enter eternal life with only one hand than to, than to go into the unquenchable fire of hell with two hands. 45. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better to enter eternal life with only one foot than to be thrown into hell with two feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, Gorge it out. It's better to enter the kingdom of God with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell. 
where the maggots never die and the fire never goes out. 49. For everyone will be tasted with fire. Are you there? So the second reason is that the second reason why you should not perish in hell is that hell is a place where you will never die. Even the maggots don't die. The fire is unquenchable. The fire is unquenchable fire. And you may even ask, how can it be? You know, sometimes we have a replica of things to come. They are volcanoes. Volcanoes that you don't know who is fanning it. It's always burning. I don't know where they get the fuel from. It's always, and you cannot imagine that something that continues to burn and burn never quenches, never dies down. It is continued forever and ever. Certainly, it is not a place you would like to be. How many know that you wouldn't want to be there? Yeah, so as we are in this life, doing all we are doing, we need to prepare and escape that place so we will not perish in the lake of fire. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Number three. Hell is a place worth giving your arm, your eye, your leg to avoid. Hello? Hell is a place that is worth giving your whole arm, your leg, and one of your eyes to avoid. There is no place like that. How many will want your eye, your arm, and your leg to be taken off so that they will take you to your uh, to waterfront or to the U.S. or where do you want to go? Where 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 is your top destination? Where is it that you are aiming to go one day? Where? You want to go to Israel? Okay. Where? Where again? To where? Singapore. Who wants to go to Singapore? Yeah. Will you want your arm in two weeks? Free of charge, you will be taken there. But the condition is that your arm, you choose. Do you want the left or the right to be removed? Please come. Come, let me find out. Come from the back. You want to go to Singapore? How much are you willing to sacrifice to be in Singapore? You, want to, you really want to go to Singapore? Look, the, the guys who are looking at her, I think they want her honeymoon to be in Singapore, so take notice. If you cannot afford it, begin to plan. You want to be in Singapore? Yes, I do. All right. So there's going to be, in two weeks, I can arrange for you free of charge. Will you want it? I will go free of but charge. Are you ready for the conditions? Can I, can I hear the conditions? You want to hear the condition? The condition is that one of your arms, whether left or the right, will have to be amputated. We have uh, Dr. Rosie, who is a surgeon. He will do it under anesthesia. 
one of it will be removed. Where should it be removed? Short sleeves. Okay, we will take short sleeves, not the long sleeves. We will take it from here. And one of your legs will remove it also from here. And one of your beautiful eyes will be got out. And after that, you can have one, one leg, one arm with, with, with half eye. Free. Are you ready? No, 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 no. But you want Singapore? Yes. You see, somebody wants Singapore, but he doesn't want any. What about if it is only the leg and the arm? No, I will still not be able to wear my heels or swim when I get to Singapore. <laughs> yeah. You see, she doesn't want any. She wants to go to Singapore without anything. Without any condition. Are you getting it? It's not worth it. I said it's not worth it. But Jesus was the one speaking that there is a place. I said there is a place that is worth losing an arm. Losing your leg in addition to your eye. All the three, there's a place that it is worth losing this so that you, uh, uh, you can avoid going to that place. I'm telling you. And that place is called hell. He said, if you need to lose your leg, and lose your arm and your eye so that you don't go to hell. Do it. Do it. Because the suffering, the torments that is awaiting those who want to go there. You cannot imagine. And I thank God that these scriptures were spoken by Jesus himself. If it were uh, Judas or Thomas, we may say that maybe he did not hear well. But you see, Jesus himself said it. Thank you. Put your hands together. May you end up in heaven one day. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There are people who on earth, they are ready to lose even one of their kidneys to go to U.S. They, they are doing so many things. So many things. But Jesus showed us a place that we should be willing to lose and risk everything to be there. We should be ready. That if you need to go to heaven and it's going to cost you your eye. I said, the thing that is causing you to sin. What is it that is causing you to sin? If that is going to take you, a small part of your body is taking the whole body to hell. Just a small part of your body. Think about it. You notice that, hey, I need to be serious before this part of my body takes me to hell. Maybe you like food too much. Number four, hell is a place that is constantly being expanded to receive more people. More people are going to hell. Isaiah chapter 5 verse number 14, the Bible says, Therefore, hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he that rejoices shall descend into it. People who always want to be parting, parting their pomp, their glory, always. Therefore, hell has enlightened herself, opened her mouth without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp. And he that rejoices shall descend into it. So you need to watch people who always like partying. 
their pomp, their glory. Who are the people who are so glorious? The kings and all that. You see, it, it, it lists a list of people who are likely to be in hell. People who like blowing time. People who are full. They are famous, they are glorious, and they are multitude, a lot of people. You see, things that a lot of people like, you need to. Jesus said it. He said, broad is the way that is leading to destruction. But narrow is the path, and straight is the gate that leads to life. Hallelujah. So when you see more people doing something, you need to just sit back and say, hey, where is this thing leading to? Normally, the right way and the right thing, few people find it. Number, what number are we? Number five. Hell is a place where you will be welcomed by demons and evil spirits. Hell is a place where you will be welcomed by demons and evil spirits. Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 9. It says, Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirred up the dead for thee. Even all the chief ones of the earth, it has raised up from their thrones all the kings of the nations. Can you be, can you imagine that this place, when they are welcoming people, is demons (laughs) and evil spirits. The Bible speaks about Lazarus. When he died, angels came and took him into Abraham's bosom. But a rich man was taken down. They are welcomed in hell. You are welcomed by evil spirits and demons. That shall never be your story. That is why you should not perish in hell or lake of fire. Amen. Look at all the things we have. There's not one. There's not even one. That looks like, oh, this one. Evil spirit. You, you are not a witch. You are not a wizard. And you want to be there with a dragon, with a snake, with a serpent. Hey, some of you, when they put even the light off, you begin to say, hey, who is there? Who is there? (laughs) And you want to be in a place where a dragon, he opens the map and there will be fire. How many of us I hear sometimes you see a snake even on the television. Then you, 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 the way the snake is moving, you just turn your eye. Even in the in the, in the, in the, on a TV, you are running away. How much more you will be in hell? Then you see that his tail is quelling. You notice that you you wouldn't want to. Not just that you are burning. Not just that you are in torment, but you are also afraid of those who are there with you. Your neighbors are dread. Your neighbors are wild. Dragons and snakes. If your neighbor is asking you a question, fire is coming from the map. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be in such a place. And I know you also don't want to be in such a place. Hallelujah. So when people die, hell is stirred up. They stir the people up. You know how uh, if you are Brian and the, and, the, and the ashes 
uh, too much and you want the fire to, you take a, take something to stir the fire. Then when you do it like that, it's like the ashes go down and the, the naked fire comes up. Bible says that when somebody, the hell is stirred up. Hell is stirred up. They, whatever they use, they, to stir up. To stir the hell up. So the evil spirits and the demons and this, they are stirred up. It's like, hey, they are ready to receive another person coming. Hey! May you escape such a place. You will never be in such a place. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You shall never be in such a place. That is why God has allowed us to meet. That is why we are here. Don't forget why you are here. Number six. Hell is a place where people beg for a drop of water. How many of us have begged for a drop of water, not from a, a car, a, from a finger? Hell is a place that when you are begging for water, you don't ask for a cup of water, a bottle of water, a sachet of water, a bucket of water. A place that you cannot afford when you beg and beg and beg. If somebody will come, Oh, you can ask. It's not more than a drop of water. What, what, what place? Even our prison, the maximum security prisons of our earth is far better. You see, when you compare hell to the securities of this life, that, 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 that maximum security will be like five-star or uh, hundred-star hotel. Yeah. It, our earth prisons will be a luxury, super luxury. With all the bad guys over there, it will be a, a lousy place to be. When you read the story of the rich man and Lazarus, the Bible says, there was a man, there was a certain man, a rich man who fell sumptuously every day. And another beggar whose name was called Lazarus, who could not afford his medication and could not afford to eat. Because of that, he laid in front of the rich man's house so that he will feed himself with the crumbs that will fall from his table. Moreover, the dogs of the rich guy. The rich guy had enough money to eat and to feed the dogs. The poor people, they don't have pets. But the dogs rather came to lick the source of Lazarus. And Bible said, with time, the poor man died. And not long after, the rich man also died. When the poor man died, the Bible says, angels took him and they, he was in heaven. But when the rich man died, he went to hell. And in hell, he lifted up his eye and he saw this poor guy in uh, Abraham's uh, bosom, a place in heaven. And he said, look, Father Abraham, send this guy and let him come and cool my tongue. Dip, he said, he should dip a finger, not he should dip his hand. He should dip just a finger in water and travel all the way from your bosom, heaven to hell, to just cool my tongue. And Father Abraham said, no, son, it is not so. You in your lifetime, you had your riches. 
Remember your lifetime. You remember your lifetime. You could have chosen the right thing, but you did not do it. Then Abraham explained and said, but apart from all that, there is a gulf. There is a boundary. There is a distance between us and you. So that those who are here on heaven cannot pass to hell. And those who are in hell cannot pass to heaven. Hallelujah. Is it comforting that when you end up in heaven, you will never be in hell? Is it not comforting? Yeah, it's like, hey, when you, you see, sometimes you do exams. There are exams that you people have done. If you do the same exams again, you will fail. I'm telling you. You don't even know how you passed. The questions that you passed, now when you look at the question, you say, hmm, how am I going to solve it? Hallelujah. But the Bible says that once you are in heaven, you cannot pass to hell. Hallelujah. May you end up in heaven. Amen. And the Bible says that in hell, those who are there also cannot pay bribe and cross over to heaven. Amen. So the man, the rich man, the rich man could afford a building in Cape Town. He maybe had a private jet. Maybe he had a helipad. Maybe, look, if you go to waterfront, it belongs to a person. The whole waterfront. It's not a company. A person. You don't know. Cannot walk the whole thing. It belongs to a, a person. It belongs to a person. Not like a company. The South Africa gold mine. The diamond mine in Kimberley. It belongs to people. It doesn't belong to the government. People, individuals. So when we are talking about riches, you know, sometimes you, you see that people say, hey, this man is very rich. And the rich that they are talking, maybe 10,000 rand. <laughs> <laughs> you will be surprised what people call riches. Mm. Yeah. 10,000 rand. You say it's very rich. Old. And the riches is the 10,000. That's not the kind of riches. People are rich. People are dusted. They are filthy. The money is just their breathing. They don't even know what to do with it. Amen. They can afford whatever you can imagine. They can afford. Yeah. They can buy an island. They can buy countries. They can do so many things. And such people in hell will be crying for a drop. That's what I'm saying. That It's not about how much money. Your investment, your company, the cars, the people, you may have maids and servants and different people to serve you, but in hell, you cannot afford a cup of water. You cannot afford a glass of water. You cannot afford a bottle of mineral water. You'll be screaming and crying for a drop of water from a finger. Which place is this? Whatever it is, my prayer is that none of us will go there. I said none of us will go there. Even if you can afford a jet in, in, in hell, you can't afford a drop of water. That's what they were crying for. Hallelujah. Are you here? This day, as you hear the voice of God, do whatever. Some of us, you have to rededicate your life to Christ again. 
You were once born again, but things have happened. May you be restored back to life. You don't know whether you are saved or not. You will have to receive Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is why it is so important to us when we see our father, the prophet, doing crusades. Because it is the healing Jesus crusade that goes to places and to cause people to receive salvation and go to heaven. That is why we are, I mean, able supporters. We love it that he will go to every country. The next place healing Jesus is about to go is Madagascar. Yeah, yeah. The tracks and things are in a ship. The ship has to go to Europe before come. Different things, the money, the cost, just for one soul to be saved, you have no idea. That's why we are happy supporting. That's why we are partners. We are contributors. Because there's a place that we wouldn't want. You can do something about it. You may be the reason why somebody will not go to hell. Your mother shouldn't go to hell. Your, your father, your auntie, your uncle, your friends, your loved ones. And yet, people that you don't know are far off. They can also be in heaven. Hallelujah. This morning, as I end, my little message. Why you should not perish in hell. Take that decision not to go to hell. And again, you can also help somebody to escape hell. By financing and supporting the healing Jesus crusade. Hallelujah. Every soul they win. Every soul you have a share in it. One day in heaven, somebody will come and salute you. That you gave an offering, you supported healing Jesus, and they were able to come to this place. And because of that, I got born again. Somebody, you may never know what your financing of the gospel will do. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you. May the Lord bless your hearts. May you keep your salvation. May you not lose it. May it be well with you. When all is said and done, may we all be found in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.